0: I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from paltry peasants to personal power. And today, we're revisiting the paladin.
0: Prepare yourselves. <laughs> Back at it. Back with at another it again. paladin episode.
2: Indeed, it's been a while since the first one. What are we getting into today? Uh, we're going to break down a few different oaths. We got one oath from the Dungeon Master's Guide, and we got two from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Okay, and I'm nice. excited. I'm excited about them. I suppose I like them. Fair enough. You know, the paladin was a class that got so right the first time that the, <laughs> the extended stuff is actually a little lackluster. Okay. A little bit, not really though. It, it, it stands up. It's good. Hmm. We'll get into it. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, an oath with quotation marks uh, introduced in the Dungeon Master's Guide. It's in the section about like villainous options for characters. All right. I think it's more designed for you for the dungeon master to build villainous NPCs, but it can work for for PCs. We we got the Death Domain for the cleric out of it. Yeah. And we get the Oathbreaker Oath even though it's it's not an oath
0: oathbreaker i we we have touched that quite a bit haven't we've, we've we we've talked about it here out, out of
2: out of the outside of the realm of the show indeed indeed yeah. we have um and it is basically like the the evil paladin path if you will nice the the oath it's really presented as an anti oath the idea is if a paladin the is anti-oath. yeah <laughs> okay. if if a paladin is seduced or turned to evil and breaks their original oaths they can end up losing their powers and then gaining these evil powers. <laughs> okay. So, okay, this is like that scene in Indiana Jones where he has to replace
0: the statue with the bag of sand.
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel personally that this oath is the only way that this concept for this oath works is if you really, story wise, like embrace the dark side kind of deal. Okay. It's, yeah. It's more like if your convictions completely change to something evil. All right. But you're still just a conv- just as convinced about that being the way. Does that make sense? So, Let's talk about paladin power source. Yeah, do your goals do
0: your goals change? Is that what you're saying? Like, kind of. Okay. okay.
2: So, paladins traditionally tend to worship gods, and then like their belief in their gods and the following of the tenets will give them power. But also, and especially highlighted in fifth edition, uh, a paladin's power source comes for, from the convictions of their beliefs. Okay. So. This is a little... Like how dedicated they are? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of ambiguous because according to the rules is written... The oath doesn't have to be to any higher power whatsoever. Nice, it could okay. just be like I believe in the concept of justice so yeah, goddamn strongly that my
0: sword glows with radiant light. Well, I mean, like that's how deities work. Like I am the god of I am the god of justice. So right, like, I my I'm fueled by justice, and when there is no justice, I come to correct it
2: because that's like where that is a good point. Power comes that is, from. That I guess. is a good point. Know. There, there is um, precedent for the for the concept of like belief being powerful. Right. I think in Forgotten Realms, a deity's power is kind of based off the the um the proliferation of their like believers and the devotion of those believers. The more devoted the believers are, and the more believers there are, the more powerful that deity becomes. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that's still the case because that wasn't always the case in Forgotten Realms. It wasn't until the time of troubles happened that that became the deal. And I don't know if it's changed since then, but that is kind of a um like I said a precedent. So like, how would it work for pre Foes Raven Queen? That's like.
0: <laughs> who's believing I, I know they have she has like worshipers like people are believing in death and mm-hmm. stuff but yeah. like there can't be that many people like believing really believing in death well most people well, she's not like even fear a, death. She,
2: she's not even a deity anymore technically well I don't I'm think. talking about I'm talking oh. about before like there's the concept Like, we're. I we're mean thinking. people believe in the Raven Queen she's got plenty of worshipers all the people mm-hmm. who take care of the dead worship the Raven Queen everyone honors the Raven Queen she, if anything she's one of the more prominently believed and devoted oh, like maybe
0: I'm thinking like because like most people fear death as
2: like fear is a form of belief you have to be you have to believe in something to be afraid of it that's a good point so there it is so got me there well one one interesting story from forgotten realms there's a there's a dd his name is uh, i think it's cyric or cyric um, that doesn't matter. He's like the god of madness and whatnot, and I'm not gonna go tell his elaborate a god story. Of madness? Well, he's is a he, god of he's, for everything. He is insane, but like he tries to take advantage of this whole belief system by creating an artifact. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's this book, and whoever reads it becomes like insanely devoted to to the to him to Cyric. Okay, Siric. cool. But then he tries to cheat the system by reading the book himself. And he almost fucking upsets the whole cosmos by doing this. He becomes ultra mega powerful because he believes in himself as the one true God. It's like creating a paradox. But it breaks it breaks <laughs> his mind and turns him crazy. Uh, but we're not going to get into that. So yeah, belief has power. And that's where Paladin's powers come from. Okay. The belief in their ideals and their convictions. So for me the whole Oathbreaker thing, the way that would work as written would mean that your beliefs have to completely shift but still be just as strong okay because if you just lose faith technically you should probably just lose your powers mm-hmm. you don't suddenly start being able to cast hellish rebuke and hate all living things you yeah I mean? no just because, it's just like depower you yeah right, that makes exactly. sense so that's my take on it i usually use this oath if you will i, I completely reflavor it i give it Tenants that fit the character that I'm trying to make. And I usually use the Oathbreaker as a Blackguard or Hell Knight or Death Knight inspired character. Right. So um, there, there's another there's another oath we'll talk about later that you can also use for evil characters. But usually what I do is I just reflavor the Oathbreaker to Oath of Evil of some sort. And then I come up with tenants for it and I just treat it as that oath path as so you well. anakin
0: skywalker is an oath breaker
2: paladin definitely yeah. darth vader is definitely an oath breaker paladin <laughs> without a doubt i'm trying all sith well, yeah, really all sith really yeah but
0: like what moment what moment could like break you so hard from your beliefs like what i mean it's pivotal a pivotal thing I happened mean
2: with, with anakin it's about selfishness really yeah, yeah so there it is selfishness and fear but okay let's get into it let's actually get into the the dang thing so uh if you if you go the eighth oathbreaker route um you're going to get new eviler spells you're going to get things like hellish rebuke inflict wounds crown of madness animate dead blight, etc just evil new and eviler indeed (laughs) um the channel divinities you get at level three are pretty cool you get um control undead so as an as an action, uh, you can pick one undead within thirty feet of you, and that undead will make a wisdom save. And if it fails, it becomes your thrall for twenty four hours or something like nice. that. Nice. Now, undead that have a challenge rating equal to or greater than your level are immune to this. Okay. So don't bother trying. Cool. But it's it's basically once a day you can get a low level minion. <laughs> and like once you get like a hold of one. Until it dies or goes down in battle, you probably keep it around. You just got to redo the Channel of Divinity every 24 hours. Yeah, you don't have to feed it or anything. No, you re- you really don't. It's dead. You really don't. So or not
0: dead. It's undead. It's undead. It's basically um, so you can send it to trigger traps for you. That's true. It's just a walking meat bag. Or it's a really, really crazy distraction. Or that Like in too. the middle of
2: town. Yeah. Good luck just walking through town <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> the thing. You just send it. To you, distract, and then you can go, like, rob a bank. That's true, but if you're just trying to roll through, though, it could be a little... Maybe you can, like, use a disguise kit on it and make it look living. Yeah, huh? <laughs> just Not through. bad. <laughs> this, is, this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Use the under, like, what, is, the what is in the disguise kit
0: that could like, make the decaying flesh? Well, I kinda. mean,
2: you could, uh, you could put a mask on her and, and put a hood and then do makeup on this part. So Hopefully it's not rotting. The riding. best fucking Revlon you can yeah, buy. There we go. Okay. All right, moving on. The <laughs> the other channel Divinity you get is called Wrathful Aspect. Basically, you create a burst of magic that like takes the form of a magical menace. And all creatures of your choice within 30 feet have to make a wisdom save to not be frightened for a minute.
0: So it's a you can make a fucking poltergeist
2: is what you just said. Yeah, basically. Nice. <laughs> I that's usually, really cool. I usually reflavor this to be like the thing that the thing I'm using on it fears the most. That's that's just flavor, but that's that, what I usually it's use. It's that
0: shit from the second Harry Potter um, um
2: that Re- oh, uh, Remus- Bogart! Yeah, Bogart. Oh, yeah, <laughs> from *Revis that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, like, yeah, basically something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we use a homebrewed version of the Oathbreaker for my um, Paladin, D'Artagnan Bloodthane, and yeah. I've used Wrathful Aspect. And I think the first time I used it was a, a bunch of town people that were harassing us for our for our race, really. And yeah, and yeah, you know, they thought we were evil magic users. Yeah. So, so because they saw me as like a devil man, which they weren't wrong they're not, they're not wrong <laughs> my when i use wrathful aspect to make them go the fuck away um i kind of just pictured like basically evil hellish like imagery and yeah and there was another time i used it on these like giant like fay beetle monsters and i basically had it look like a, a giant flaming bird like that would eat them because they're bugs <laughs> i forgot so. about that that's yeah. cool so that's that's how i tend to reflavor it yeah So, yeah, those are channel divinities. Uh, At level 7, you're going to get aura. Pretty much all oaths get, like, a special aura for their path. Right. This is called aura of hate. Nice. (laughs) So, you and any fiends or undead within 10 feet of you gain a bonus to weapon damage rolls equal to your charisma mod. Nice. This is probably pretty high if you're a paladin, right? Yeah, it's probably at least a 16 or higher. Cool. Um, This is both good and hindering because if you're fighting a lot of fiends and undead, well, they're getting the bonus too. Oh. So... It's kind of unfortunate. But if you're evil, they're probably on your side. If you, want the, if you want the combat to go quicker... That's a great way to do it. Yeah, sure. I think we homebrewed this into something else for mine because it just didn't make sense. It was going... Can you imagine if I have the aura of hate with the amount of undead we fight in that campaign? Like, it would just... It would be... Plus, it doesn't make sense. Like, D'Artagnan's about fiendish stuff. He's not really about undead. But anyways, Eh, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. At level 15, you get a feature called Supernatural Resistance. This one's pretty straightforward. You simply just resist... You get resistance to all non-magical weapon damage, bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. That's really good. Yeah, it's all really good. Solid level fifteen. Okay, so here's a big one. All the paladins' uh, big giant feature happens at level twenty, and they're all pretty extreme. Yeah, um, I printed like this one flight out and stuff. Yeah, they're all like these like transformations almost. Um, so I, I actually printed this one out so I could read it verbatim. Um, it's called Dreadlord. Okay. And at twentieth level, the paladin can, as an action, hold on. I'm going to pull this up so I can read it a little better can surround himself or herself with an aura of gloom that lasts for one minute. The aura reduces any bright light within 30 feet around the paladin to dim light. Whenever an enemy that is frightened by the paladin starts its turn in the aura, it takes 4d10 psychic damage oh additionally the paladin and creatures he or she chooses in the aura are draped in deeper shadow creatures that rely on sight have disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures draped in the shadow while the aura lasts the paladin can use a bonus action on his or her turn to cause the shadows in the aura to attack one one creature the paladin makes a melee spell attack against a target if the attack hits the target takes necrotic damage equal to 3d10 plus the paladin's charisma modifier after activating this aura the paladin can't do it again for a long rest.
0: That is a lot of damage.
2: Yeah, it's a lot it's really fucking brutal. Potentially. All, almost all of the level 20 shit is really brutal, which it should be. It's level 20. I mean, it could it could be like 10 damage, but it no. probably won't be three d ten.
0: Three <laughs> d ten. And also four d ten if you're scared. I'm just so. like, I get really depressed when I have a big thing
2: like that go off and I roll like ones and twos. Yeah, I mean it happens. It does. Uh, it's all you know, it's all a gamble. So upset. Your camera just put up a notification. That's okay. Okay. So in the in the with with the Oathbreaker and all the like official lore on it, they actually like provide some some guidance for Oathbreaker atonement. Mm-hmm. It's basically like story wise, your paladin really needs to actually change his opinion and maybe find his way back to the light and then do things to atone himself. Like, okay. To I guess balance out the evil he may have done or she may have done. Uh, and this is really all up to the DM. Again, I don't really actually use the Oathbreaker as an Oathbreaker, so I don't have actual experience doing this. But, I mean, I think I think having this, like, a little atonement bit written out is important because that's technically what this Oath is for. Right. Okay. I'll... Any questions about the Oathbreaker?
0: No, I just really like it. It's very It's, cool. it's very flavorful, really yeah.
2: juicy. Um, one of One of my critiques about it is that it can't decide what it is. It, it has, like, a lot of undead stuff, but it also has some fiendish stuff, and, like, those two things aren't really um, related to each other. Yeah. It's just, you're evil, so I guess you have an affinity to all evil things. Lots of evil stuff yeah, in your life now. It's easily reflavored to whatever you need it to be. True. All right, so moving on? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so the next path that we're going to, or oath that we're going to talk about is from Xanathar's Guide. This is another... This one really leans into Lawful Evil. Um, And I don't think it should lean quite as much into Lawful Evil as it does uh, because it doesn't really leave room for, like, a Lawful Neutral twist on it, but it's the Mm. Oath of Conquest. Okay. And so, essentially, this is an Oath of War in Tyranny. It's about domination, um, which which is cool, which is awesome. I really like this Oath, but I feel like they should have left a little bit more room for neutrality because I feel like there is kind of this Lawful Neutral path of, like, I'm a general, I'm a war, I'm about the the um, the the tactics Yeah, the and strategy the art, and the winning. The strategy and the honor, you know, of not fleeing and this and that. Yeah, you know, like, like the, the 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 prowess it takes to be a high-level soldier yeah, like that. Yeah, but maybe less about the like whipping the the people into slavery right bit at the end you know you know what i mean but that's just me so anyways here are the tenets of the oath of conquest uh number one douse the flame of hope cool <laughs> victory is not enough you must overwhelm and shatter your enemy's will to fight
0: god damn
2: okay <laughs> number two rule with an iron fist <laughs> tolerate no dissent Your word is law. Obeyers are favored. Defiers are punished. Nice. Iron fist in it. Mm -hmm. Mm. And finally, strength above all. You shall rule until someone stronger arises. Then you must meet their challenge or fall. That makes sense. Be strong. Be strong. Don't be weak. More strong. Indeed. (laughs) Um, So the spells that you get with this oath are very do what I say. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You get stuff like command, hold person, fear, dominate beast, dominate person, just do what I command you to. Yeah, everybody's going to do what I say. Indeed. Not just the people that
0: signed up to do what I say, but the people that I'm trying to make do what I say. they are going to do it. Exactly. Okay.
2: Exactly. So, moving on. Channel Divinities. (laughs) Okay, this is where we start getting into uh, things I have to critique about this oath. So, the Channel Divinities, one is... A reskinned or it's a renamed general divinity that another oath gets, and the other is a feature just straight ripped from a cleric domain. Okay. So the first one, Conquering Presence, it's basically Wrathful Aspect, okay. word for word, just called Conquering Presence. That's, I think okay. part of the That's flavor weird. is like you don't it, you don't get the magical menace part, uh-huh. but it does exactly the same thing. So uh, everyone within thirty feet of you of your choice has to make a Wisdom saving throw or be frightened for a minute. Okay. There it is. But they don't see a ghost. But they don't but yeah, but they don't see a ghost. They don't see <laughs> the ghost, greatest fear.
0: They, okay, if if it's just a like a being made of magic, is it a ghost? Or is it Um
2: That's I mean, spectral, right? No, that's not not a what, ghost. A what ghost is, is, what the, is a ghost? We'll we'll get into that in the ghost episode. We're gonna have a ghost episode. <laughs> We're gonna episode? have a ghost episode. Hell yeah. yeah okay. This sucked over, I'm sure. Nice. Okay, the the next channel of divinity that you get is called Guided Strike. Now this just ripped straight from the War Domain Cleric. Okay. Which I kinda get because this is almost like a war domain paladin. And yeah, here's the thing. Very war driven. I would have appreciated at least changing the name like you did for Wrathful Aspect, which is now Conquering Presence, but you didn't. You just called it Guiding Strike and it's the same thing. Yeah, why do why do it for one and not the other?
0: That yeah, seemed a little kinda odd, odd,
2: right? So when you make an attack roll, you can gain you can choose to gain a plus ten bonus to the roll for accuracy. Nice. Uh you can choose before or after the roll, you know. So if you roll like a two. Like, you can be like, no, it's a 12. I like that they give you the option to do that. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, there could be be seriously disappointing moments if you crit and you use Guiding Strike. Now, Guiding Strike is cool, I guess, for those really, like, clinch moments where you really need to get that hit in, but... I don't know. I'm always in favor of more damage than accuracy, mm-hmm. but that's just a personal preference. I mean, it's probably more mechanically sound to have the accuracy, quite frankly. Yeah, to land, make sure the hit actually lands. Yeah, because I mean, you can. It, once you land the hit, you can pack all your Divine Smites and shit onto it. Yeah, so. you can action surge as a fighter and just like fucking miss. That's true. Right. If you multi-class fighter, you get the action surge. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that'd be crazy. Okay. I was just talking about regular yeah. fighters. So that's a level three. Uh-huh. Level seven. You get your aura. It's called Aura of Conquest. So you constantly emanate a menacing aura within ten feet of you. If a creature is frightened of you, its speed is now zero, and it takes psychic damage equal to half of your paladin level on the start of its turn. Its speed is zero. It just basically freezes. And you're,
0: oh my god, I've been dominated. Yeah, yeah. I have a I've really been cool. Conquested. <laughs> I
2: have a really cool flavor idea for a character. Um, uh, spoiler: this is the path that we're building later. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, any questions about the Aura of Conquest before we move on? That's fucking. Don't get near these fools. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're supposed to be like uh, a dominating force on the battlefield. And I think yeah. that, that's fairly fitting. It's a really yeah, just, good aura.
0: Just uh, range attack it. Range attack it to death. Yeah.
2: Uh, kite <laughs> it. So at level 15, you get a feature called Scornful Rebuke. Whenever a creature hits you with an attack, that creature takes physical damage equal to your charisma mod. How dare you strike this? <laughs> you're going <gonna laughs> you to strike this? this? Indeed. Not this. You're gonna not You're going to pay me. the price. I'm going to I'm going to give you a death glare and you're going to take psychic damage for it.
0: <laughs> Nobody makes makes me bleed my own blood exactly nobody
2: so there that is um level 20 here's a big one invincible conqueror oh as an action (laughs) you become an avatar of conquest nice um you resist all damage you get an extra attack and you crit a 19 or 20s so pretty straightforward you just become really really good yeah (laughs) i'm just much better now yeah it's it's cool and it's fun. I think it's slightly lackluster flavor-wise from some of the other ones. But, hey, it's it's solid. I like, have, like it. Like holy power around your skin or whatever. Yeah. Like, how
0: do you explain? I'm, I mean, I, I struggle with like, explaining it. Okay, so it.
2: my idea for a character is like an ASMR like basically a descendant of a war god yeah and like when they hit level 20 and become the invincible conqueror I just pick her like flaming angel wings and like uh, like a giant sword and shield and they just look like an avatar of war (laughs) so yeah like late late game (laughs) Diablo characters sure yeah Yeah. yes exactly exactly (laughs) like that nice so so that's it for those two Um, and before we get to the third one let's take a short rest let's do it All right.
0: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream. Available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the part of the episode where we're not talking about the other thing. Will, are you re- are you ready to do the short I'm rest? I'm ready. Hell rest. yeah. <laughs> Let's short rest it up. We want to uh, say thank you to all of you for listening. We really appreciate you being here as always. Um, man, it's, I, man, if you're looking for love on the internet, stop because you found it. And it's, it's love <laughs> for me to you. It's right here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, what do we got? Do we got announcements?
2: Uh, I think we have a uh, new patron to we announce. We do have a new patron. Let's, Thank let's you. Thank you, them. Mac Angus. Thank you, Mac Angus. Mac Angus. Mac Angus. Thank M- you. Mac My- Angus. <laughs> What's up, bro?
0: You're our Kangus now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and
2: uh, contests coming up? We do. We do have a contest. So I Oh, put we up got a, a new contest. I put up a poll. Uh, asking y'all to vote, and y'all voted. And uh, winning was the fancy dice sets. I love option. fancy dice. So I went ahead and picked out two dice sets an elven dice set and a dwarven dice set. And this contest is running from July 1st to July 31st. So for the month of July, <laughs> we'll answer. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll announce the winners on August 1st. And the way you enter is tweet a link to our show with the hashtag DungeonCast and also with the hashtag. Of the dice that you want. So if you want the Elven set, hashtag Elven. If you want the Dwarven set, hashtag Dwarven. So it's really two contests
0: wrapped up into one contest. <laughs> I suppose you could just yeah. you could enter twice, right? You could right? enter twice. I yeah, for each, each of set those. of dice. I didn't think about <laughs> this,
2: but yeah. And feel free, go ahead. Tweet us out twice. If you uh,
0: if you forget the link, if you get if you forget to hashtag the set of dice you want,
2: what happens? Hmm. I'm not going to enter you in the contest at that point.
0: Oh, you, you should remember. Just flip uh, a coin. I'll. Flip a coin for him.
2: I if guess so, yeah. I'll, I'll enter you randomly if you forget yeah, to do the it, Elven or Dwarven so, one.
0: So hashtag it Cast If you guys want a specific set of dice, uh, hashtag it with which dice set you want. It's Elven or Dwarven. And uh, if you forget that, then you're going to get one at random if you win. Indeed. Um, but yeah, that's all just because we want to spread the word about the show because it really helps our show a lot if you tell somebody about it. So tweeting out a link to the show is a great way to get visibility on it. Um, but if you want to help us out, just look to, like, somebody you know and tell them about our show. And mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, listen to this. And maybe they'll like it. Indeed. <laughs> uh, you can tell them to find us on soundcloud.com, search The Dungeon Cast, or on YouTube, search The Dungeon Cast. You can email us at, gmail, or at thedungeoncast at gmail.com if you want to leave us some feedback or just tell us a, a cool story. I like reading those. Um, there is our Twitter, at The And, uh, yeah, if you want to check out what we're doing on our Patreon, um, I think by this episode or next episode ranger danger will be up into the ten dollar tier thanks for being patient you guys and we got more stuff on the way as always mostly in the upper tiers it's like us playing dungeons and dragons and it's always a kick-ass time Mm -hmm. um so get in there but in the five dollar tier we got like early episodes and stuff like that um yeah i mean check it out patreon.com slash the dungeon cast uh and that's it i think we should go back to the show let's go back to the show let's do it
2: We're back yeah you're right about that Will <laughs> we are back okay so let's talk about a paladin oath that's much more traditional than the last two okay. much less evil and much more incredibly incredibly good <laughs> okay cool because i was
0: like being misled like all these new paladins are just like anti they're all assholes <laughs> they're all... <laughs> most paladins are assholes eh, well you know maybe <laughs> probably sometimes not really not um, the um not the what's their face paladins, uh Baham- Bahamut paladins. Yeah, they're they're, they're super cool. nice.
2: Yeah. So this oath is called the Oath of Redemption. And this is the this is a peacemaker paladin. They use violence only as the very last resort in all situations. Cool. The, the idea is that all persons can be redeemed and can be forgiven and can become good. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I believe the belief is all things are not necessarily born evil, even though that's not true. Some things are super born evil. Some things <laughs> are born evil <laughs> yeah. in Dungeons and in, Dragons. In so <laughs> let's get into the tenets. So the tenets of redemption. Number one, peace, diplomacy and understanding before violence in all things. Okay. Uh, tenet two, innocence. All are born innocent, and that's not true, and are only turned evil by their environment. By being an example, you can set anyone on the righteous path. When I say that's not true, I mean demons. Well, yeah, <laughs> and in D&D specifically, not in real life. Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. We're not going to
2: get into real life. No, we're not getting into real life laws <laughs> of so being good and evil. Uh, Tenant number three, patience. Change takes time. Once the seed of good has been planted, you must work day after day to allow it to survive and flourish.
0: Damn, sounds cumbersome as hell.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Um, <laughs> And the final tenet, wisdom. Have the wisdom to know when you have failed. And the last three tenets must be forgone for violence. Mm,
0: mm. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like like so much responsibility. Absolutely no. This is like yeah. You're taking on a you're taking on an emotional like painstaking emotional burden. You have yeah. to constantly manage yourself and this check yourself. Is, this is Superman. Yeah, is what this is basically. Yeah.
2: All right, so let's get into the spells. So you get spells that are really focused on peacemaking and like. Redemption, I guess. Well, it makes sense. It's the oath of redemption. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sanctuary, calm emotions, counter spell and hold monster. You're just like, everyone hold the fuck on. (laughs) Let's just talk about this. Yeah. It's okay. We don't have to fight yet. (laughs) We don't have to fight. Especially with stop this Stop cool- casting spells at me. They're just bouncing back at you. <laughs> <laughs> you're hurting yourself. Can't you see? Stop hitting yourself. No, please. I mean it.
0: <laughs> I really want you to stop.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, I, I like this path. I think it's really interesting. And it'd be interesting to play in a game with this kind of paladin always trying to make peace.
0: Yeah, because you're constantly trying to problem solve. Yeah, I like that. It's that, really cool. Yeah,
2: that can be that can be fun for the It's Like, okay,
0: let's see how he's going to get out of this
2: one. Right, indeed. So, for Channel Divinities, you get a Channel Divinity called Emma of Peace, uh, basically you gain a plus five, to, plus five to all persuasion checks for 10 minutes. Cool. So you're really good at that diplomacy. Nice. Just, no, just listen. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you get a more combat oriented one called Rebuke the Violent. When an attacker within 30 feet of you deals damage to a creature other than you, you can use a reaction to force them to make a wisdom save. On a failed save, it takes radiant damage equal to the damage that it dealt. On a success, it takes half the damage. Okay, cool. So basically, stop hitting my friend. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's just a one off, one once per short rest. But it, I mean, it's pretty. It's good punish on a big hit. It's really good oh, yeah. on a crit. Mm-hmm. Mm, Very nice. tasty, delicious. Indeed, indeed, it's the few times that this uh, class choice can like really deal the damage.
0: Yeah, because you're not like you're not negotiating peace because you're weak. You're like
2: negotiating peace so you don't have to fuck someone up. Indeed. So the Aura you get at level 7 is called Aura of the Guardian. When a creature within 10 feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to take the damage on yourself. That's cool. Very protective. I really like this as, a, as like a tanky build. That's pretty cool.
0: It's good strategy for... in com-
2: Like you're going to get into combat. It's oh, yeah. Idea. It's like unavoidable. It's, what are you yeah. going to do? Reason with a beholder? <laughs> you're going to hold person it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> hold monster, please. Hold. <laughs> okay. So at level 15, you get a feature called Protective Spirit. If you end your turn in combat with less than half the each less than half your max HP, you regain 1d6 plus half your paladin level worth of HP, but not if you're unconscious. Okay. <laughs> that would make you immortal. <laughs> you just keep getting up. You won't stay down. He just won't die. <laughs> that would be good. Right. Pretty so good. That'd be too powerful. But it, yeah, I like the the longevity this gives you. It gets, yeah. You know, it lets you take on that damage for your friend and indeed. not not have to eat it so hard. Right. right. Indeed. Okay. Finally, level 20, Emissary of Redemption. You become an avatar of peace. You resist all damage. Whenever a creature hits you, it takes radiant damage equal to half the damage that it deals. Okay. If Okay, so here's the caveat to that. If you attack, cast a spell, or cause damage to a creature um, from another benefit, from any other feature that you have, uh, if you cause any damage, this Emissary of Redemption benefit does not work against that creature until... You take a long rest. Does that make sense? Okay, hit me again. Okay, so basically the idea of this is like you became you become like this damage sponge. Yeah, you resist all damage, and whenever a creature hits you, it takes radiant damage uh, equal to half the damage okay. that it dealt. That's cool. So the idea here is that you just kind of walk into the middle of it all and just start taking <laughs> it all on you. But you don't if you lift a finger against anybody or cause them harm in any way, your it turns Peace off. power turns off for that specific creature. Right. Okay. So the idea is, you again, you just kind of become this damage sponge and distract the enemy while you're you basically yeah. sit, you're a rock now. You I mean, there, yeah, do nothing. you could.
0: I mean, you could focus on one and start smacking the crap out of it, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the creatures that are hitting you are going to take that damage. So right. if you're
2: surrounded, that's a better situation. This situation works be- really well, I would say, if you take the. Um, the fighting style, the defensive fighting style, the yeah. one that where you protect allies around you. Mm-hmm. And just uh, maybe there's a few feats I think that you can take or like Sentinel or whatever where you just want whatever it is you're doing this to to focus on you. Right. Because the idea is you want it to just keep hitting you. Yeah, what is it? Command duel or compel duel? Compel duels a good. Oh, but that's casting a spell. You can't. Oh do yeah, you can't. So it's a little tricky. I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about it. I like the idea. Uh, I would love to see the execution. You literally just w- walk in there <laughs> yeah, like as exactly. a distraction. Just hands raised up.
0: <laughs> like maybe there's like a gem you got, like your your buddies can go after while you go in there and just like just take hits.
2: Right. Just take hits. Yeah. So they gotta like go get the go get the thing. So there that is okay. So let's let's talk about we're actually gonna build build a character. And r- rather than do this a normal way, I'm going to tell you my character concept, and then we'll break and we'll get all the stuff out. And we'll actually try and build her. Okay, cool. So. I want to build um, an Oath of Conquest Paladin. All right, um, and I want to do that thing I said where I kind of twist it so that's not so goddamn evil. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, maybe she'll like worship or uh, Tempest. Tempest is like a lawful neutral war deity. Forgotten Realms. I actually don't know much about him, but he's lawful neutral, and that's the important that's part. of I'm That's from what here. matters. Yeah. <laughs> so my idea is for an aSMR. Who in fifth edition we established like ASMR are they they're one of two things they can either be descendant of celestials or gods or they um were like given Indeed, a shard of of heaven or yeah. whatever. So my idea here is that she actually in her bloodline is a descendant of a god of war hmm. and basically ASMR we know are brought into this world this world for like a purpose, yeah, and her purpose is to, to wage war, to fight in the wars, and to be mighty, and to basically kind of promote the glory of this god. And I really, uh, I'm basing her in some ways off of the, the legend of Achilles and okay, his Myrmidons, because cool. I picture her as like almost a Spartan looking warrior with like a Ooh. shield and spear, like the, the Spartan sandals and like a, a cape. She's got like long blonde hair. Um, her name is Phaedra, which is kind of a spin off of Greek name. Um, Phaedra Phaedra I mm-hmm. think Phaedra sounds better Phaedra Sargoth we'll say Sargoth is a city she hails from cool okay. and her and her posse just kind of they're mercenaries they're just whoever they get hired by that's who they fight for and they 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 stick to their word they don't just abandon because the fights going south or whatever they just they stick to it to the end nice and and yeah she's just a a force of nature on the battlefield how big are her biceps very large. Good. Very, very, Good. very, very big. Um, And I picture her whenever she like, I know in ASMR they get like a divine transformation where they grow wings and whatnot. And I also, as the oath of conquest, like there's like your conquering presence and then later on you become an avatar of war. I just picture again, flaming like angel wings. Nice. And I, I picture her having like a, like a call sign mm-hmm. and her call sign would be like Warbird or Warhawk or something like that. That's neat. Okay. So, yeah. So Phaedra of Sargoth. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to build her. Right. Good. All right. Sounds good. Hey, we've done it again. Indeed. We've returned. Indeed. And we're going to build a character. We're going to build Phaedra Sargoth. How How many levels? Three levels. Three levels. I think she's just getting started. She's kind of made a name for herself, but she hasn't become the legend that she will be. Ah. Much like Achilles. This is the beginning. And I, I think her her angle is to die in battle. I think if she... If she dies of old age she would be severely disappointed I want to play that kind of character where I wake up in the morning I eat my breakfast and I'm like today's the day I might die in <laughs> battle yeah, right. my glory at last thank god Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: alright so um, we're going to be we're going to be ASMR like I said I think we're going to choose the Scourge ASMR because that one's a little bit more fiery and wrathful um, Is I'm going to get a plus 2 to Charisma for being ASMR which is good for a paladin and a plus 1 to Constitution for being Scourge and uh, that's, you know, that's also good for Paladin. Hit
0: me with that again. Plus one, Plus, plus two, two to
2: Charisma. Plus one to yeah. Constitution. Got it. speed base 30. I get Dark Vision because, you know, who doesn't in 5e? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I resist both Necrotic and Radiant damage because good. of my Celestial Resistance. I get Healing Hands, which is uh, basically like Lay on Hands Light that's based off my race. So cool. that's going to actually really assist me alongside Lay on Hands. Lay on Hands Light. Honestly, ASMar and Paladin are like a match made in heaven no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also know the light can trip just cuz and and yeah I can speak celestial cuz so I could talk to my dad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, sometimes I just want to talk to my yeah, dad. Sometimes we just we just want a heart to heart. So, let's actually roll some motherfucking
0: stats. Let's do it. I think it's right. a great idea.
2: Wouldn't be really shitty if I roll really bad all the time. All right, first roll is a total of 9. 9. Not off to a great start. We're going to take we're going to say that 9 is in wisdom <laughs> because she's not wise. She's she's rash. Okay. All right. That's much better. We're looking at a 15. 15. Probably strength for that one, but we'll see. Mm, Next up is an 8. That is not great. No nope. Intelligence. I'm not brainy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bicep in there. Indeed. Okay. That's a bit better. Ooh, that's, that's actually really, really good. good. That is a... I can do math. 16. No, Six, 15. 15. It's 15. another 15. Sorry. Another 15. All right. I'm I'm min max to all hell. <laughs> I'm the best at what I do, and what I do ain't nice. All right, next up is a thirteen. Not bad. How many more rolls do I have?
0: Uh, so far we have five.
2: So. Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with these rolls already. I spoke too soon. Um, eleven. No, 11 that's solid. So I'm I'm into it. It's pretty I'm good. I'm into it. it. It worked out. Let me see the spread. Yeah. So I'm make some am make some key decisions here. All right, thirteen into charisma, which is going to be a fifteen now write that down. <laughs> okay. Thir-
0: thirteen into charisma.
2: charisma but okay. plus two. So plus that two. so charisma is now fifteen. Okay. And then move, move moves ahead. Zincusa. Um oh man. You said fifteen in strength, right? Yeah, fifteen in strength for sure. Cause I, I super need that. Okay. So and then fifteen into constitution plus one. So that's a sixteen. So my highest is actually constitution. Just so beefy. Okay. <laughs> sixteen, got it. Um, so like I said, eight into wisdom for Phaedra is not wise and she is not patient. Okay, um, nine into intelligence so that she's not a complete idiot, <laughs> she's mostly going off of instinct. Indeed, and then I guess that straggly 11 can go into decks. So there we go, straggly as fuck, indeed. So again, I, I picture her with like a spear and shield, much okay. like a Spartan nice. warrior, yeah, um, big round shield. Yeah, big round shield, sure, uh, with with the sigil of her god or her her granddaddy on so it. her dad's painting? Her dad, her granddad, her like, ancestor. It's just like airbrushed <laughs> on there. There we go. <laughs> um, and yeah, so so I think at level three she's gonna just gonna have like the, the channel divinities and a couple of the cool spells. Her divine smite. I think it is going to be radiant. I mean, I know that's the. I usually flavor my paladin divine smites, but with this, I'm going with standard, just radiant damage. Cool, just a shining spearhead as she pierces into her enemy. I think that's dope. Yeah, I just picture her. She's just she's much like Achilles. She's just brash. She doesn't really got time for bullshit. She just loves killing. It's too strong, <laughs> indeed. Cannot be and stopped. I just picture her almost like uh like a Themysciran squad, like from DC, <laughs> just like all female Myrmidons nice. that just and they're and I want them to be a a squad of note. Maybe they're not like the legendary Myrmidons yet, but they're they're definitely like I, they're not officially yeah, like, called Oh, Mermadons. fuck, I've heard of squad B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Squad B becomes like really legendary. Nice. And cool. Basically cool. my my goal for this, uh if if I were to actually run this in a campaign and Phaedra were to make it into the high levels without dying is for her to become kind of like a legend warriors tell each other like you could be like the next Phaedra. Oh, you know cool. what I mean? yeah, yeah, something like that's that. really like, You could cool. be the next Achilles. You yeah, be the next Phaedra. So does
0: your character have a weak point on their body? Like I, sh- a I really should probably make weak point. Ah, oh, man,
2: I did not think about this. Like the little crook in the back of the knee. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she twists just wrong. Her back goes out. She's, ah! uh, sciatic nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, so
0: yeah, we'll go with that. Um, a but, bad, bad sciat, uh, uh, really a really overactive sciatic nerve.
2: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> she can't sit for too um, long. With that, I think we're done. I think <laughs> okay. we built her. I think she's cool. I think she's awesome. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty <laughs> rad. All it's right. Cool. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. And call the game. game. Bye.